Welcome to the Enjoy Your Marriage podcast, where relationship expert and master coach Candace Toon helps you stop wondering if you married the wrong guy and start putting all of your energy toward having the marriage you imagined when you said, I do. Sup, bees? Merry Christmas to those that are celebrating and to those who celebrate in other ways. Here's all my love to you and your family, no matter what the day finds you doing. I'm wishing all of you fond family time, relaxation, and lots of snuggles. And it's about that time, bees, the time of year where we evaluate our lives and our goals and sometimes set new visions and plans for ourselves in the coming year. I'm all for that if it feels motivating and empowering to you. I'm also all for loving and appreciating yourself exactly as you are right now, because that's pretty special too. We as women tend to be pretty spectacular at making to-do lists and schedules and chore charts to whip ourselves into shape, physically, financially, organizationally, the list goes on. We tend to be pretty smart, which I know is the case if you're listening to this podcast, to any podcast really, but especially to this one. And because you are smart, you are used to using your brain to think and learn your way into achieving the goals you set. You focus on tips and tricks, strategies and secrets, because that's what's fed to you through the magazine racks at the grocery store checkout stand. That's the kind of thing that pops up in your social media newsfeed, and it's what's passed on to you by your best friends and your sisters at girls' night out outings. I'm here for all of it. Your brain is an asset, to be sure, so it makes sense if you tend to lead with it as you plan out your next steps towards creating the life and marriage you really want. I'm in. So long as... Your body is on board with the strategies and tricks that you plan on trying. The challenge is, most humans are pretty practiced in ignoring what our bodies have to say. We don't mean to be. We've just been taught for years and years that what our body wants isn't really relevant. We say things like, power through, and no pain, no gain, and mind over matter. Phrases like that are useful sometimes, like when you're tempted to stop doing something that you actually really want to do, but that's just presenting a bit of a challenge at the moment. Phrases like that are not so useful when we are trying to convince ourselves to do something we'd really rather not do. You see the difference? It's the difference between giving yourself a pep talk while curating your pantry because in your soul you crave those organized shelves. It's the difference between that and forcing yourself to slog through the sorting because you think you have to clean it out to be a good enough person, even though you really don't care at all about how the shelves look. It's also the difference between rallying on purpose to get yourself into enjoying some holiday cheer with a family you love and requiring yourself to spend time doing holiday traditions that actually don't matter to you, but seem like something that's supposed to be done. That's Christmas cards for me. So if you find yourself caught in the trap of forcing yourself to do, think, or feel something that doesn't rest quite right in your body, just know that it makes sense if you find yourself there. Brains love efficiency, so they like to use the same tools over and over. And for most of us, our most familiar tool is our brain, our ability to think things through and plan things and learn things and figure things out. That's why my clients often tell me, I get it intellectually, but... Comments like that are a big clue that an important part of the information gathering system is being overlooked. Because again, humans are pretty used to disavowing signals from our bodies. We tend to dismiss our body's messages as immature. It's been a long time, so I should be over it by now. Or we dismiss them as unflattering. Well, I know he didn't mean it like that, so... Or maybe we dismiss them as inconvenient. I don't want to bug anyone or hold things up. 
Did you hear how inner dialogue like that keeps you up in your head, perpetuating the lie that something is wrong with you if you're feeling a way you don't want to be feeling? If you could just let X go or finally do Y, then your marriage would be exactly what you wanted. Goals like that probably lead you to all kinds of compromising as you champion your ability to make it work because you probably are an expert at making things work, even if making it work leaves you unsatisfied or unhappy. I think you deserve a lot better than that because is it really working if you're miserable? I submit that maybe not. You don't have to compromise yourself to death by ignoring signals from your body just because you think they might be immature, unflattering, or inconvenient. It's an option to believe that those signals from your body are there for a good reason. Even better is believing that you can hear your body's signals and then marry them with your powerful brain to come up with an integrated solution that's mature, complementary, and advantageous for all. Who wants in on that? Here's how it's done. You give your body signals, your emotions, your nervous system responses. You give those things a seat at the table. It doesn't have to be at the head of the table. That's your spot. But certainly, they deserve a seat. You stand there in charge, overseeing all of it from the head of the table, and you give your body's signals an audience, which is just as regal as it sounds because you are the queen bee of your life and your marriage. Try on what it might be like to believe you are and to think of yourself that way as a habit for just a minute put away the books and magazines and charts so you can read your body's wisdom on purpose instead ask yourself things like what is my body telling me and why if there was a good reason for this feeling right now let's just assume there is what would it be sometimes my clients have a hard time with this because they don't want to be dramatic i always wonder why I think it's the best possible strategy to be the Meryl Streep of your own experience and let all the drama in to be heard. Really, I do. It's important to be dramatic at times because that's the quickest way to the truth. At least what you're thinking could possibly be true. Looking the other way doesn't actually stop you from thinking the dramatic thing. Did you know that? <laughs> Looking the other way is kind of like leaving a toddler alone in the pantry. We would never do that. <laughs> because you look away from that kid for one second and you've got syrup and flour and chocolate chips all over the floor and all over the kid. Because pretending the kid isn't there doesn't put the kid to sleep. Nope. Pretending the kid isn't there just guarantees a sticky, slimy, powdery mess that takes hours to clean. It's the same exact thing with your thinking. It's actually most efficient to look directly at what's rattling around in your head so that you can consciously decide what to put in a high chair, what needs a nap, and what actually belongs to your neighbor or your mother or that mean girl from third grade. Here's the truth. Everyone has dramatic feelings when they are fully honest. And being fully honest will naturally release some of the energy from the drama, especially when you hear it with compassion. So let's do that. You in? Having compassion allows you to stay in connection with yourself even when you're feeling bad. The feeling bad part is actually a form of survival, adaptive survival at work. So good job you. Of course, it's tough to let go of a painful story, especially if you don't yet have what you need to replace it, which you couldn't possibly have if you've been ignoring the need altogether up to this point. But when you're willing to acknowledge the need head on with curiosity, the replacement you need becomes easy to identify and create, which is why it's so important to allow yourself to fully know what the actual mess is. Do you need a mop? A shovel? A blanket? 
that really depends on the job. And you'll know more about the job when you allow your body and your brain to give you all the clues. When you've got all the clues, it's so much easier to answer this useful question. How can I use what my body is saying to get what's needed in a way that aligns with who I want to be? Gathering clues can be tough at first, especially if you're used to swatting the clues away because you're used to believing that your body's messages are irrelevant or inconvenient or selfish or immature. Because you're probably used to swatting away your body's cues, it can be useful, like super useful, to have a body-based healing expert help reorient you to the body's to your own body's wisdom. That's why I invite, that's why I invite a body-based specialist to join us in the Defying Gravity Revolution in the hive with us every single month. We take it slow, we ease into all kinds of healing and reconnecting options. We do breath work, we do somatic healing, we do sound baths, we do meditation, we do energy clearing and tapping. Because paying attention to your body's responses allows room for your brain to have more resources. If your body is afraid of something or anticipates an unpleasant reaction, you're going to be blocked in your capacity for creative problem solving every time. So taking the time to hear your body out and making room for it to soothe and to relax, all of that effort makes your brain a more efficient tool because you're not spending any brain energy fighting with your gut. Instead, you soften any tension in your body with love and attention. So your body is then willing to come along with your brain to the places that it really wants to go. So try out consciously choosing to acknowledge what feels true to you with no hurry to change it. You don't have to act on any truth you see. You don't have to create implications for yourself to consider. You just use cues from your body to tell the truth and let it be. The rest will all come later. And I know that healing in marriage can sometimes feel like playing the slow game. And maybe it is. I also think the slow game has an undeserved bad rap. Because remember, the tortoise beat the hare. And think about how blazing through an art gallery keeps you from noticing the beauty of each piece. Remember that you don't have to rush through you. You deserve better than that. And I challenge you, B, to give yourself better this week. Take it slow. Notice your body's messages and spend at least 30 extra seconds wondering, if there was a good reason for what I'm feeling right now, what would that be? Choose courage, bees, and keep on flying. What's up, B? Have you grabbed my book yet? Wife on Purpose is your comprehensive guide on what to start doing today to create the exact marriage you'd love to live in. Head over to CandiceTune.com backslash resources, Candice with an I and Tune with an E, to snag your free e-copy of Wife on Purpose. Happy reading! Happy reading!